But there's an interesting thing about the kingdom. And I want to read a story about Nicodemus. And many of you know this story. <clears throat> out of John 3, 1 through 17. I'm going to read it in the American Standard. And then <clears throat> we're going to look at a particular verse. Now, there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. This man came to Jesus by night. Anybody got an idea why he came by night? <laughs> yeah. He could have been in, you know, in big trouble with the ones that were trying to take Jesus out. And, you know, the, the Pharisees, they're very, um, their very livelihood was threatened by Jesus establishing a different kingdom in a different order. Anyway, he came by night and he said to him, Rabbi, <clears throat> we know that you have come from God as a teacher. For no one can do these things, these signs that you do, unless God is with him. So Nicodemus took note because of the signs. Jesus answered and said to him, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Unless one is born again, he cannot see. See the kingdom of God. Can't even see it. So Nicodemus said to him, How can a man be born when he is old? He cannot enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born, can he? I mean, you know, you can just kind of envision that. It would be a little bit of a, a difficult situation. Jesus answered, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. You can't see it. You can't enter it. Now, the world sees the results of the kingdom of God. They see the benevolence. They see the caring. They see the love among the people of God. But until they're born again, until we were born again, we can't actually see the kingdom itself. We see the results of the kingdom. Are you with me? We see the results. And it's the results... That caused Nicodemus to say, you know what? I can tell there's something special about you. Right? Hey, Julia. So, moving on. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. That which is born of the spirit is spirit. Scripture teaches us also that God is a spirit and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and truth. And that God, that the things of God are spiritually discerned or understood. So if you're not alive spiritually, then you can't see the spiritual things. You can only see the result of them. Does that make sense? Yes. Now, don't be amazed that I said to you, you must be born again. And I, I actually... In another one, it's like, don't be like overwhelmed and, and like shocked or, or don't let that confuse you. Um, but it is something to be reckoned with. It's not like when you say you must be born again and, and uh, Jesus says, don't don't be amazed at that. Well, he doesn't mean forget it. It doesn't mean anything. He just says, don't be so shocked that this is a real thing. And I'm trying to explain to you why it is. Oh, there you are, honey. I, just, I lost you there for a minute. 
<laughs> hey, Georgia. Do not be amazed that I said you must. Be. The wind blows where it wishes and you hear the sound of it, but you don't know where it comes from or where it's going. You see the result of the wind, but you don't see the wind. You see the result of the kingdom of God. You see the result of the spiritual kingdom that's going on all around us. But sometimes you don't see the kingdom until you're born again because your spirit is dead and this be made alive. Right. Got to be born again. So so it's not that confusing when you look at it kind of in a logical way. Which God's logic is so far above ours. Sometimes our logic doesn't get it either. But he somehow explains it by saying things like the wind blows where it wishes and you hear the sound of it. But you don't know where it comes from or where it's going. So is everyone who is born of the spirit. So he's trying to get it into Nicodemus head, you know, because Nicodemus is a really smart guy. Nicodemus is well read. He knows the Bible, the Bible of his day, the, the, all of the Pentateuch and the, you know, all those, all the, the Psalms and the, everything. He knows all the prophetic books. He knows all of that. And yet Jesus is revealing something that's much deeper than that. So he's, he's hanging in there. Nicodemus says, well, how can these things be? And Jesus answered and said to him, you are a teacher of Israel and do not understand these things. Or maybe he said it this way. Are you a teacher of Israel and don't understand these things? I'm thinking he probably said it kind of humbly, don't you? He wasn't trying to be a smart aleck or anything like that or show off. He was just... Really wanting Nicodemus to get this. Truly, truly, I say to you, we speak of what we know and testify of what we have seen. And you do not accept our testimony. If I told you earthly things and you do not believe, how will you believe if I tell you heavenly things? So you get the contrast. No one has ascended into heaven, but he who descended from heaven. He's speaking of himself, the son of God and Moses Lifted up the serpent in the wilderness. Even so, the Son of Man must be lifted up so that whoever believes will in him have eternal life. Wow. So you've got seeing the kingdom. You've got experiencing the kingdom. You've got eternal life, which is part of the kingdom. The kingdom is part of eternal life. They're, they're, they're together. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. We'll see the kingdom. We'll experience the kingdom. His kingdom. No more our kingdom. We're now transferred from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of of light or the kingdom of his dear son. Amen. Yeah. We're talking kingdoms. And when you start talking about kingdoms, you start talking about who is the king. Right. Who's the king? Who's the president? <laughs> right. Who's the CEO here? Not us anymore. Amen. And no one finds peace until they relinquish their lordship of themselves and give it wholly. To the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Because you see. 
you see something. For God did not send the Son into the world to judge the world, but that the world might be saved through Him. That's awesome. I want to read the same Why did I do that? I'm sorry, I printed that twice on here. All right, here we go. John 3, 3. I want to concentrate on this one verse. This is in the Amplified. Jesus answered him, I assure you most solemnly, I tell you that unless a person is born again, anew from above, he can not ever see, know, be acquainted with and experience the kingdom of God. Wow. That's strong, isn't it? Here it is in the message. Jesus said, you are absolutely right. He said this to Nicodemus. Take it from me unless a person is born from above. It's not possible to see what I'm pointing to. To God's kingdom. I love that. You can't see what I'm pointing to. Jesus came to point to the kingdom. In, in uh, Young's literal translation, you couldn't find that, could you? Okay, this is Young's literal translation. Uh, how many are familiar with that? Yeah, it's just like word for word, you know, from original manuscripts. And they, and they just try to do all of that. And also like uh, the German one and... So here it is. Young's little translation. It's a little awkward, but I I like what it says. Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say to thee, if anyone may not be born of water and the spirit, he is not able to enter into the reign of God. Is that not good? He can't enter into the reign of God. That's where God is on the throne. I love that. I love that. I think it's powerful. So in Matthew six ten through 13, we've got this idea. Jesus meeting with Nicodemus and explaining to him the spirituality of the kingdom and that it's it's a, it's where God is the king and he reigns and and where we are not. And we can see it when we're born again, when we're born of the spirit, our spiritual eyes are opened before that. We see the results of it. That's why it's so important for us as believers, together to love one another. Because they see that. That's why it's so important for marriages to stay together. Because Paul says that marriage is a picture of Christ and His church. It doesn't always work. I understand that. But what I am saying is that it is a powerful witness. When you can hang in there and you can make it and you can see it, then it's powerful witness. Amen. I'm just saying, you know, and that's an amen from a man who's been there twice. Amen. You know, I'm not putting down anybody. I'm just saying. Because, amen. When we love one another, people can see it. When there are miracles happening because the fruits of the spirit are evident, because the gifts of the spirit are functioning, you know, I mean, when we have uh, ministry time, this is an aside, I, I expect things like a word of wisdom, a word of knowledge, gifts of healing, gifts of faith. I expect prophetic words to happen 
right there. Right there in those ministry times. Because it's so effective. It's powerful. And it's of the Spirit. It's of the kingdom of God, where God rules and He is King. Amen? Now, and we don't need to be afraid of it. We need to embrace all of that. As Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up. So, whoever believes will in him have eternal life. I love this. I love this. I said that already. Matthew. All right, here we go. Matthew. This is uh, what is commonly called the Lord's Prayer. Um, Many call it the Disciples' Prayer because in in this place, he's actually teaching the disciples how to pray. And this this is a model of how we pray, the things that need to be included in our prayers. What should be in our heart? What's the, what are the important issues that we need to pray to the Father about? And so these are some of those. And when the disciples asked him, this is what Jesus said. This is a New American Standard. Your kingdom come. Our Father who art in heaven. It didn't print. Our, <laughs> I'm really technically challenged. Sorry. I should get somebody else to do this for me. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Honored be your name. Your kingdom come. Your kingdom come. Your will be done. Your kingdom come. Your will be done. Now, you can say, well, this is before Jesus died. Well, that's true. Before he was resurrected. And his kingdom has come, but it has not come to everyone. Not everyone has seen the kingdom. Not everyone has experienced the kingdom. So we can still pray, thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. On earth as it is in heaven. And I like to say, in earth. As it is in heaven. I rewrote the Lord's Prayer. <laughs> in a song. And, it's, and, and the line is. I have to sing it to do it. I, I can't think. Your kingdom come. Your will be done. In these earthen vessels. As it is in the heavenlies. Amen. Amen. It happens here. And then it happens here. And then it spreads. Amen? Yes. Thy kingdom come thy. So we can pray that. Your will be done on earth or in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. And then this is added for yours is the kingdom Yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Woo! Man! <laughs> Luke twelve twenty two through 32. He continued this subject with his disciples. And this is about the kingdom. And I want, want us just to see a little bit of what it looks like when God is in, in control and we're trusting and relying on him explicitly. 
Don't fuss about, this is in the message, don't fuss about what's on the table at mealtimes. <laughs> How many parents have said that to their children? Or if the clothes in your closet aren't in fashion. There is far more to your inner life than the food you put in your stomach. More to your outer appearance than the clothes you hang on your body. Now, doesn't that sound like Jesus talking to Nicodemus? Flesh is flesh. Spirit is spirit. I want you to pay attention to the spirit. Are you with me? I like this. Sometimes we don't connect the dots. And uh, I, I just like to connect the dots. There's far more to your inner life than food you put in the stomach. Look at the ravens, 24. Free and unfettered. Not tied down to a job description. <laughs> Carefree in the care of God. Carefree in the care of God. See, where God is king, God is reigning. He is our benefactor. He's the one that, that takes care of us. And you count far more than those ravens. Has anyone by fussing before the mirror <laughs> ever gotten taller? But I've tried. By so much as an inch? If fussing can't even do that, why fuss at all? Walk into the fields and look at the wildflowers. They don't fuss with their appearance. But have you ever seen color and design quite like it? The ten best-dressed men and women in the country look shabby alongside of them. If God gives such attention to the wildflowers, most of them never even seen, don't you think he'll attend to you? Take pride in you? Do his best for you? Wow. This is the kingdom. This is the kingdom. This is the contrast of what people and what we lived in and what we now have access to. Amen? Now, if we choose to continue to live in that old place, that's probably not the wisest thing. Amen? It's called to live in a new place. People who don't know God in that way, are you with me? You see the parallel? And the way he works, fuss over these things. But you know both God and how he works. Steep yourself in God reality. God initiative. God provisions. I want to read that again. Steep yourself in God reality. In God initiative. God provisions. You'll find all your everyday human concerns will be met. Wow. Don't be afraid of missing out. You're my dearest friends. The Father wants to give you the very kingdom itself. Hallelujah. He wants to give you the very kingdom itself. Isn't it wonderful that our king is also our savior? That our king is also our brother? That our king is also our father. The king is our father. That's powerful. And the kingdom is ruled by him. I love it. Philippians 2, 1 through 11. This is his A's English version. Your life in Christ, and we could say your life in the kingdom... The kingdom, God's kingdom, Christ's kingdom, 
Your life in Christ makes you strong. And His love comforts you. You have fellowship with the Spirit. And you have kindness and compassion for one another. Wow, we could probably stop there. And you'd be out by 1106. I was listening to Andy Stanley the other day. And, uh, he was talking about time. If you, uh, you guys can go on. Uh, on um, what's that thing, baby? No. Uh, yeah, that too. But um, the one where we can access all kinds of videos and teaching. Right Now Media. You can access Right Now Media and you can go. And it's called... Uh, the time of your life. It's really good. I only saw the first session. But he's talking about, he says, y'all worry about time all the time. You're looking at your watches. We always worry about time. You know? Look at <laughs> when you get it, as soon as it's over, you're going to look at your watch. When it ends. Just kidding. I mean, I'm not saying that. But he, says, he says, in front of me, I have a big digital clock. So don't worry, because we're gonna, we'll, we will be within three minutes of what that clock says to do. I, know, I thought that was funny. Um, your life in Christ makes you strong. That's so, that's so critical. Your life in the kingdom makes you strong. His love comforts you. If we're missing these things, if we're missing these things, is that we're too busy in and out of the kingdom. You know, not paying attention. For me, yesterday, I, I don't know how much really living in the kingdom I was doing. There were just some times that I, I really had to fight and, and just say, I don't want to live according to my lust of the eye, lust of the flesh, pride of life situations. I know that life is not there. Comfort is not there. Strength is not there. Fellowship is not there. Kindness and compassion are not there. But in your kingdom, it is there. It's so there. It's so there. The truth is, we're dead to all that. We're dead to all that and we're alive to him. But... We can fall back into bad habit patterns. We can fall back into trusting things that we shouldn't trust. It's dead. It's like, why do we do that? Why do we pick up a corpse and wrap it around us? And my dad used to say, it stinketh. It stinketh. But when we catch ourselves in that place, we just need to acknowledge, Lord, we, I am born again. I have seen the kingdom. I know that it's good. I know that you love me in that place. You love me in, in any place, amazingly. But this is where I want to walk because all my needs are met in the kingdom. In the king of the kingdom. I urge you then to make me completely happy, Paul saying, by having the same thoughts, sharing the same love, and being one in soul and mind. Don't do anything from selfish ambition or from cheap desire to boast, but be humble toward one another, always considering others better than yourselves. This is what the kingdom looks like in our function with one another. And look out for one another's interests, not just your own. The attitude you should have is the one that Christ Jesus had. And what does that look like? He always had the nature of God, but he did not think that by force he should try to become equal with God. Wow. 
He didn't consider equality with God a thing to be grasped. Even though he was God. He is God. He's the king. These are the kinds of things that we do when we're walking in that place where the lordship of Christ is a reality. Mike Barris said last Sunday that if you have a bad mechanic and he gets saved, he's just a saved bad mechanic. But when we let the influence of the Holy Spirit work in our lives, He changes us. And these are the results. Now, why did Paul have to say this? Why did Paul have to say this? Because we don't always pay attention to the king. Because we sometimes get a little proud. Because sometimes we are the opposite. We're a little... I'm going to say a strong word, and I don't know why I'm using this word, because this is the extreme... This is the extreme of being depressed or sad. It's suicidal. I don't know why I'm saying that. But those are not results of living in the kingdom. Because in the kingdom, everything is there that you need. Right? Yeah. It's strong. Those are strong words. But it's true. And so, instead, we, we die to self. He said, if you want to be my disciples... You die. You die. You die yourself and you come alive to me. You, you take up your cross daily, deny yourself, and follow me. And it's like, oh, yeah. Yeah, this king thing. I like being king. What's that movie, Spaceballs? Where he goes, it's good to be the king. Or whatever movie that. I don't know what movie that. I never saw it. I just heard somebody say that. That's true. That's really true. Everybody okay? Instead of this, instead of considering the equality with God that was his, instead of this, his own free will, he gave up, of his own free will, he gave up all he had and took the nature of a servant And became like man and appeared in human likeness. He was humble and walked the path of obedience all the way to death. His death on the cross. For this reason, God raised him to the highest place. Listen, it's like, John, are you ever going to get to the kingdom? Watch this. Watch the context here. Nine. For this reason, God raised him to the highest place above and gave Him, the name that is greater than any other name. And so, in honor of the name of Jesus, all beings in heaven, on earth, and in the world below will fall on their knees. And all will openly proclaim that Jesus Christ is Lord. Amen. It's his kingdom. It's his where he is king, where he is Lord. This is the kingdom that lasts forever. I promise you, your kingdom will not. But his kingdom will, and we fit in that place of God's plan 
He is from everlasting to everlasting. And we are a little vapor somewhere in there. And He has invited us, instead of just being kind of worthless, kind of insignificant, He has invited us to be an integral part of from everlasting to everlasting. Amen? And that's who we are as we participate in the kingdom. And maybe the things you do, maybe they seem small to you. But they're not when they're introduced in that place of God's history from everlasting to everlasting. Amen? Or God's God. So, we know that ultimately this is the only kingdom that is going to last. The only one. Empires have risen and fallen. But this one is forever. Wow. Because all will openly proclaim that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. And in closing, just to give the teachers a little bit more time with their students. I'm going to read. I'm going to read these three things right here. John 3, 3. Jesus answered and said to him, to Nicodemus, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God, this kingdom that we're talking about. Jesus answered him in the Amplified. He didn't answer him in the Amplified. In the Amplified, he said, Jesus answered him, I assure you most solemnly, I tell you that unless a person is born again, anew, from above, he cannot ever see, know, be acquainted with, and experience the kingdom of God. In the message, Jesus said, you're absolutely right. Take it from me. Unless a person is born from above, it is, it is not possible to see what I'm pointing to, to God's kingdom. And in Young's literal translation, Jesus said, Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say to thee, if anyone may not be born of water and the Spirit, he is not able to enter into the reign of God. Ooh. The good news is we are able because Jesus took our place and received all that we deserved and instead gave us everything we don't deserve. His grace, right? That's it. Amen? Amen. We're going to play a little bit.